Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking, when we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. You deserve a moment to yourself every single day. And a delicious bite of a Keebler Sandies can give you that comforting pause. Relax this Sunday with a little moment to yourself and the melt-in-your-mouth magic of a Keebler Sandies. This magic is baked into simple shortbread cookies by Ernie and the Keebler Elves. So as life continues to fly by, make the most of your me moment. Take a pause and enjoy a Keebler Sandies. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. I'm David Grasso, and you're listening to Follow the Prophet. Today on Follow the Prophet, we're going to talk about women and entrepreneurship. Women, of course, have faced the wrath of the pandemic, having to stay home to take care of their children. And getting back to work, at least physical work, hasn't been easy for them. And many of them are taking the plunge and starting their own businesses. Here to talk about women's entrepreneurship is the founder of Women's Entrepreneurship Day, Wendy Diamond. She's also the founder of Animal Fair Media. How are you doing, Wendy? Fantastic. Thank you, David. Thank you for having me on. I'm super excited to talk about this topic. It's a very important topic. So, Wendy, right now, the labor shortage is the biggest thing we see. You go to a restaurant, you go to a shop, and there's nobody working there. And a lot of people say that has a lot to do with the landscape women are facing because of the pandemic. Tell me, what's it been like to be a woman through the pandemic? Well, first of all, you know, like when you look at the history, right? I mean, women in the workforce, uh, number one, have been like, you know, underfunded, upper re- underrepresented, all the unders. And, you know, what I believe is really what's happening here, as we've saw during uh, COVID, 
as like women and minorities have been really mostly affected during this time. So, you know, when you look at entrepreneurship, it is so important that we empower women because the fact is, you know, when women, when they earn money, 90% of that money goes to educate their children and provide for their families, which uplift the entire communities, right? And that's the basis for me creating Women's Entrepreneurship Day in 2013, you know, because at that time, only 1% of venture dollars were going towards women founders. So I think what we're seeing right now is just this effect. And we've just seen, you know, the, why it's so much, it, it's so important to actually enable women to have more access to, you know, employment, but also, you know, in C-suite, you know, positions as well as boards. Because when you look at all the data and all the figures, it shows how profitable companies become when they do that. Yeah, you know, one of the things that's really interesting right now is that childcare is a major issue. And of course, we want women to have children because... You know, we wouldn't be we here. We wouldn't be here today if there wasn't. Yeah, women. exactly. Like, oh. We all depend on women for her to reproduce ourselves. But childcare is really expensive to the point that many people stay home because it's just too expensive to work. How can we change that? Well, first of all, it's hard. You know, first of all, it's expensive, right? To have children, to have pets, to have anything is expensive in this world. And that's why I think one of the things with COVID is that women now are able to stay home and we realize we can do, and, and you know, it's very fruitful for women to actually stay home because then they can still take care of their children, right? And so I think that a lot of the bigger companies are also enabling that um, to have people partially work from home, et cetera. And then there's a lot of government subsidies that we have seen, especially in New York, you know, which our new governor, uh, Kathy Huckle, has put in place, right, that enable uh, a, a affordable um, childcare. And it depends on state, so, right? Because, you know, each state, each government, each city have their own budgets and they can allocate those dollars towards that. So tell me about you. So how did you get into the space? Because, you know, you could just be a working woman and just fade into obscurity. What made you speak up on these issues? You know, I've been an entrepreneur my whole entire life. You know, I graduated from college, sent out 300 resumes, and literally I didn't get one callback, you know, to get a job. So I had to become an entrepreneur at, like, at the start of my career. So I've been an entrepreneur my whole life. Um, I saw the difficulties as being an entrepreneur, as starting a new business many times in my career. And when I ended up, you know, how I created Women's Entrepreneurship Day organization was in 2013, I ended up in Honduras on vacation, not realizing it was the murder capital of the world. And when I got there, I was at this boutique hotel and I wasn't able to leave the hotel because it was so dangerous, right? All the drug dealers that were in Colombia actually moved to Honduras. So that's why it's the murder capital of the world and Columbia is really safe right now. And so when I got there, one of the, I was watching birds with all these people that were from England that were willing to watch birds for, you know, literally all day and were willing to risk their lives. And I said to the you know founder of the hotel, I said, oh my gosh, if I watch another bird, I'm going to go cuckoo myself. And he's like, you know, I know this organization that gives microloans to poor women. Why don't you go check it out? I know the development director. It's truly safe. Why it's, you know, and you'll see beautiful countryside of like Honduras. So I was like, sure, you know, I'll go. And that's where I went on this journey. And this woman who um, was the development director of this organization called Adelante, which was providing microloans to poor women in this little community called the Sabo, which was a very dangerous community in Honduras. And when I got there, I met this one woman, she was 72 years old and she had three little kids. 
And I'm like, oh my gosh, this is like a miracle. How'd you have these three little kids? And she said that her daughter actually passed away and the husband ran off and she was responsible for her three grandchildren. And so Adelante, this organization that I was there with, and I was learning all about the statistics of women and the whole thing, provided her a $100 microloan. And literally, she took that money, opened up a window in her one-room hut with the dirt floor where she lived with those three grandchildren, and started selling Cokes and toothpaste. And literally, she was able to make enough money to pay a dollar a month for those children to go to school. And that's when I, I was just like, whoa, this in each story in this little community that I spent, I was the same thing. And I was just like, wow. And the statistics worldwide show that these women are paying back these microloans at a 98% rate, right? And as I mentioned before, 90% goes to educate their children, provide for their families, right? And when women are empowered in business, they have self-confidence and dignity. They don't allow human rights you know, violations, right? And so that was what triggered me when I came back to New York. I was like, wow. You know, when I started doing some research, women entrepreneurs and women in business was not really highly talked about at all in the media. And very few people were really like very few um, companies were having initiatives to support women, et cetera. So that's why I knew I should create a day in the world, because if I created a day, I could create the conversation. Right. And that's when I went to our governor at the time, Cuomo, and I went to Mayor de Blasio and I went to U.S. Congress. And I said, could we proclaim Women's Entrepreneurship Day on November 19th? And that's how we launched uh, Women's Entrepreneurship Day. And then I went around the world to everybody I knew and asked in their country who, you know, who is somebody in the country? What, what woman can bring governments, business leaders, civil society together to collaborate, to find solutions, to uplift women in business? And that's how Women's Entrepreneurship so was created. So this is very interesting, right? Because this goes into another very timely issue we have right now. I've been to Honduras, you know, I'm a Spanish speaker and whatnot, but we have a lot of migratory pressures on our southern border. And really, no one really talks about how empowering female entrepreneurs can help these countries solve a lot of their problems. I mean, we tend to think of immigration as just a very isolated issue, but it's attached to female entrepreneurship. Because in countries where females don't have access to employment, right, a lot of them leave, right, in countries like Honduras. Right. So why don't we think about things holistically like that? Like female entrepreneurship has a lot to do with how well a country is go doing at any moment. Well, you know, it's it's like this, right? Giving a hand up, not a hand out, right? And I, you know, women want to be empowered. They, you know, when they earn money, as we know, the statistics show that the the whole community becomes a better place, right? And when you think about like how the ripple effect, and if we want to create systematic change in the world, we need to embrace everyone from the ground up. We can't just be doing this lean in, C-suite executives lean into each other, right? Because that's never going to bring those, that's never going to you know, change the world. What's going to change the world if we enable everyone to understand why it's so important to empower women in business? And that's going to change the game. Because like, as you see, you know, like with Mayor Garcetti in Los Angeles, for instance, where you live, I mean, he's one of the greatest mayors that we've ever worked with in our movement. I mean, he every year dedicates grants in their budget to support female founders. Every year he creates these whole initiatives to support and enable them education on how to start your own business and resources, right? And I think that's the key to everything is about education, but it's also providing opportunity. 
And I think that when you look at, you know, all these like developing nations, including, you know, what you're seeing right now in Honduras and what you're seeing in El Salvador and all these different places. And this kind of goes into a whole other thing is, you know, I believe in cryptocurrency and I believe in what Bitcoin was created for. And I'm, I believe personally that, and it's kind of similar to what our foundation was based upon, you know, was, you know, after the 2008 housing and financial crisis, you know, the smartest people came, or, or the one smartest person came together, right, and created this name Satoshi to bring out the most high integrity deflationary financial instrument to enable the two and a half billion people unbanked financial empowerment and inclusion. Right. And, you know, this is where, it, you know, we talk about what's going to happen in this world is I believe cryptocurrency is another thing, you know, thing that's happening in Venezuela, where our foundation is huge in Venezuela. You know, and, and I see what's happening is that this, the new technologies are going to be the way way out of poverty. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com strategic. That's oracle.com strategic. oracle.com strategic. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant... Just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast 
is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. So you see cryptocurrency as an alternative to government currency. Why is that important to female entrepreneurship? Is it is it because banking definitely has a male bend to it? Well, I mean, yeah, you could say that. You know what I mean? And I'm not a male bachelor. I love men, right? Um, but, you know, I think what, you know, when you look at it, I think you, you see the fact that we need to enable everyone financial inclusion. You know, we are a capitalist world. We need to pay our rent. We need to pay for food, right? And who's more likely to where the who's more likely to put that money, right? Is women. You know, women are paying back, like for instance, microloans in this world at a ninety-eight percent rate. Men's a lot lower, right? So, like, I think when you're looking at cryptocurrency, it's enabling whether you have a mobile phone or a flip phone, you still will have access and and, and to have financial inclusion, right? And that's what I think is very important in this world. And I think that's what's going to change the world. So tell me a little bit about uh, your work in Afghanistan, which, of course, sadly, has been in the news since the U.S., you know, kind of cut and run. And we've seen progress for women in that country roll backward. What type of work are you doing in that country? OK, so, you know, our foundation has been since 2014 in, you know, Afghanistan. And the person, Manitza, who is represents our foundation, is actually the founder of the Women Chamber of Commerce in Afghanistan, based in Kabul. So we, you know, have been very aware of what's going on. And one of the initiatives that we've done this year as part of Women's Entrepreneurship Day this year is we partnered uh, with a company that I'm, I have to admit, I'm personally invested in this company called Open Grants, which your viewers should totally know about. It's disrupting the trillions of dollars of non-diluted funding to enable entrepreneurs and foundations to have a seamless way to get funding. You know, you know, whether they're in the medical field, whether in, you know, the technology field, et cetera, trillions of dollars are available of non-diluted funding. So we I, we partnered with Open Grants because they're actually, you know, part partners with Stellar, which is one of the top 20 coins. And what we're doing is we're funding 100,000 women in Afghanistan with crypto. And what we're doing is, and so in Afghanistan right now, there's 40 million people, right? Not everyone is lucky enough to get on a plane and come to the United States, right? You know, people need to still survive there. And so what we did is we created an initiative through, with open grants, which is bringing traceability and transparency, right, on the blockchain. So when one donates to this, pro, you know, to this project, they're going to be able to follow the woman in Afghanistan. We've, and in Afghanistan right now, 40 million people, 20 million of them have mobile phones. Of the 20 million, we're guessing basically about 5 million are women, right? So what we've, we've put into effect is that we're going to be funding 100,000 women. It's going to start testing it next week, and we're going to be testing it. And, then all, and if they have a flip phone or a mobile phone, they can download the wallet. It's all KYC. It takes about three minutes for them to basically download this. And then we're going to give them starting off with $10 each. 
So like give up your Starbucks coffee, your dessert, you know what I mean? And donate $10 and that's going to enable them food for a week. So KYC, know your customer. You you went into... Oh, your customer. We're not giving it. We're not giving it to the Taliban. We're not giving it. You know, we're not giving it. You know, to any nefarious acts, which everybody, th- a lot of people think about. You know, when they think about cryptocurrency, right? And so, um, this is what the whole project is. And and what's really great about it is you're going to know who you gave your money to. You can follow them on Instagram. You can follow them on social media. And we partnered with 30 organizations in Afghanistan. So we have this whole network of women's groups. You know, it's like I had so much fun. Like every time I read an article and I read somebody who's going, you know, who's marching to, you know, enable, you know, girls to have education and I see their name, I like stock them and I find them on like Instagram and I text them and I'm like, hey, do you want to be part of this? Could we give all your, you know, your women fighters of Afghanistan? That's one of the groups. Um, and, I, and I'm like, hey, come on, let, you know, do you want to be part of this? And, you know, we bring on all these small little groups in Afghanistan. Like they, they have 280 women part of this group. Uh, women fighters of Afghanistan. And so we bring them all on because what this is, is a perfect example of how do we create an ecosystem that enables peer-to-peer transactions. So these women do not need to rely on the banks and stand 10 hours to get a little bit of money, right? They don't need to deal with their government, right? They can just do this amongst themselves and creating this ecosystem because there's a lot of people that are, are running retail organizations in, in Afghanistan that these women can then transact with, but also women amongst themselves, right? A lot of them are farmers that they can also sell their food, et cetera, through these ty- this type of transaction. So that's what this project is. And what's really exciting about this project is it's, there's no better place to do this than Afghanistan right now, right? But once we create this, this whole ecosystem and creating the whole platform for this, Anywhere in Haiti, uh, in Lebanon, with that whole blow up, this will be an opportunity for the world to be able to embrace this. And for people, you know, like look at our government. We spent $20 trillion in Afghanistan or $2 trillion or whatever it was, a lot of money. And like, where is that? Like, what happened to that money? I mean, there's nothing to show for it. So, this is like an easy way with a little bit of money, you can change one woman's life. And you know, with that little bit of money, she's going to educate her children. She's going to provide for the family, which is going to uplift the entire communities. Because what is a mom? A mom is an entrepreneur. She is the entrepreneur in that family that's providing, you know, and has to take care of that household, right? And what we have to see in this world is everybody needs to change their mental attitude to understand that they're an entrepreneur, that they're an entrepreneur because we all have to contribute to society or you're not going to be part of this you know, future. Wendy, I love your attitude. And, you know, I, I here in the United States, if you turn on the media, right, it's like, oh, our problems are unsolvable. And here you are in Honduras, Venezuela, Afghanistan, solving problems. And then it's like, never mind the government. We got some work to do. Why don't we hear more about this? When I had the idea for this, I was talking to a woman named Masuda Sultan. You know, she's, you know, one of the most, she was one of the people that brought uh, one of the telecommunications companies to Afghanistan. She wrote, you know, she had an arranged marriage in Afghanistan, you know, and that was, you know, turned out to be a disaster and all that. And she wrote a book about it. So she's a pretty prominent. And when I was talking to her, I was like, wow, you know, with cryptocurrency and with blockchain technology, you don't need all these different things. We can just create this and we can just do this. Why do we, you know, there is no bureaucracy. We're just going to make it happen. And that's what entrepreneurs do, 
right? We just figure it out. We make it happen. We do it. We go up and down and all around and we make it happen, right? What's it a successful entrepreneur? Someone who's passionate, somebody who has purpose, somebody who has persistence, somebody who has perseverance, and someone who's positive. You know, if we're going to go through this life, we want to be positive and live a meaningful life. Some of the most successful entrepreneurs that I've ever met and interviewed talk like this, right? They, they do business in places that are really hard to do business, like New York and California, right? Or, or 10 times worse, you know, Venezuela and Afghanistan, right? And they say, you know what? It just creates more obstacles, but I'm still going to finish the race. So never mind. They have this winning mindset, which is really fascinating to me because, uh, again, not to belabor the point, but a lot of our problems in this country, especially here in the United States, are just like seen as unsolvable. It's just like, oh, we can't solve this. This is just endemic and sticky. And it's just like it's impossible to make it now. It's impossible to to win. It's, it's, it's the cards are stacked against us. Well, again, it's our mindset, right? The way we see the way we think and the way we feel is in our minds. So when we wake up in the morning, we decide whether we're happy or sad. No one makes you happy. No one makes you, you don't even makes you sad except yourself, right? But if you can change your mindset and you can do that in a second, you know, you think of something that's like so hard to do, but at the minute you say, wait, I can do this, you know, and, and, you know, like anything, it's all in your mind. And so I think, you know, having and being able to change your mind quickly and to be a positive and have a positive mindset, you can do anything and not be scared of, you know, and not think about fame, money or power. Right. But that you really want to do it. Of course, keep your day job so you can pay for your you know, living expenses and your rent and your food and all that. But if you have a dream, you know, it's don't worry about the things that are, are not important. And certainly fame, money and power should not be on that list. Let me just run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at legalshield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. Hey, this is Christina Quinn. I'm the host of Try This, the Washington Post's new series of audio courses. The idea behind Try This is to become better functioning humans without having to comb the internet for countless hours. In our first course, we learned how to sleep better. Now, we're going to learn how to make our friendships stronger. I'll offer expert tips that are doable, and I'll keep it short. So let's do this. Glasses in session. Find Try This from The Washington Post wherever you listen. Are you tired of your scented cleaning products smelling and cleaning like meh? Then it's time for an upgrade with the power of Clorox Sentiva. With an uplifting scent that smells like coconut, Clorox Sentiva gives you powerful clean like Clorox, but a feeling like <sighs> being transported to a tropical island retreat. Imagine putting your phone on Do Not Disturb, tuning out all the constant, just the feeling of warm sand in between your toes and a fruity drink in your hand. The ones with the little umbrella. Refresh your home to feel like an all-inclusive vacation by getting Clorox Sentiva. Also available in grapefruit and lavender scents at a nearby retail store. 
If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. So what's really fascinating, though, is that, you know, government is now seen around the world as more of a hindrance than a help, which is really sad because, you know, government, when when it works properly, can do a lot of good. Why is this? Why, why are we just like, and it seems like it's been 20 or 30 years of this. I studied government professionally, and it's like most of our graduates now go into the private sector because it's just like, oh, I don't want to join that bureaucracy. And it's really technology that is helping us, you know, break that bureaucratic cycle of nonsense that as entrepreneurs, we've had to endure since the beginning of time. Well, you know, I think, you know, there's some really amazing people in the government, right? Like, you know, I know I work really closely with Congressman, uh, Congresswoman Grace Bang, right? Who's one of the most amazing women in Congress, you know, who's really fighting for women entrepreneurs and really fighting for the underdog, right? With, you know, women, et cetera, and all that. And, and I think that, you know, we have to kind of embrace everything because it's like, you know, we all need to be, live together. We all need to work together, right? But it's also about, you know, both sides of educating everybody the importance of certain things. And, and one of the things I, you know, what our foundation, Women's Entrepreneurship Day is about is educating the world why it's so important to empower women in business, right? Because we know if we do that, we could alleviate poverty. We could change this world, right? But the same thing it goes towards, like with cryptocurrency. I have to say, I'm very honored and 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 happy to be in this country. I think America is one of the greatest democracies in the. It is the greatest democracy in the entire world. If everyone knew what it was like in all these other countries, everyone would move here. I mean, it's like you know. <laughs> I think they know. You know I mean, literally, I think they I know. know. Like but you know what I'm saying? It's like are all the people here that are like against our government? Like you know, you have no idea what it's like in other countries. I've traveled to 60 countries. I know, you know. And oh my gosh, you're beating me, Wendy. I'm at like 45. Because I know I'm going to everyone. When, when my father died, I made a commitment that I would go to two new countries a year. And because of that commitment, I ended up in Honduras on vacation that created Women's Entrepreneurship Day. So everybody, I believe, should you know take that journey and see the world. So you talk a lot about fame. So I, I recognize you from somewhere. Where have I seen you, Wendy? Uh, well, I mean, you, you know, it's like I used to be famous, right? So I, I created the Animal Rescue. So one of my, you know, my first real entrepreneur thing is uh, when I was really young, I learned that 12 million animals were euthanized a year. 
And nobody was talking about it. Same thing like as I knew about the women's world, nobody was talking about adoption or rescue. So I knew that if I brought celebrities and pop culture to the animal rescue world, we could bring that number of 12 million animals euthanized a year down. So I created the very first media company in history um, called Animal Fair Media. And we created the first magazine. We created the first pet fashion show for animal rescue because I knew if you could teach everyone, you could adopt any breed, any size, any age, we could bring that number down. And I knew by bringing celebrities and pop culture, that would change that dynamic. And if you look in history, that's exactly what happened. I mean, at the time when I launched Animal Fair, very few people were, there were no dogs and celebrities in magazines or on TV. There were maybe a few, maybe one or two advertisers that had a dog in their ads, right? And I, so, you know, 10 books out, five TV shows, three Guinness World Records, a wing named after my dog at the Humane Society of New York, millions of dollars raised for animal rescue, primetime show on CBS, on the Today Show once a month. So can you tell me the name of that show? It was called Greatest American Dog. It had one season, right? And it was a dog, it was um, literally on CBS primetime show. And then I got a stalker. Um, I got a crazy, mentally insane woman that created 50 anonymous email addresses to aim and slander me that ruined my whole entire life. And that's how I had the time, uh, you know, to take care of my father at the end of his life. And that's how I ended up going to Honduras and creating this whole new life. So what's funny is uh, my media career was also changed by uh, animal rescue. My first big bombshell was working in local news in Texas in a town named Amarillo where the local shelter was putting down more dogs and cats than the entire state of Colorado at the time. Wow. So we share that in common, Wendy. And I think people don't realize that the euthanasia numbers around the country have come down dramatically. So thank you for your work in that space. It really has initiated a cultural change. And really the past five years, we've seen this really, really change where no kill shelters are now the norm rather than the exception. Yeah, no, I agree, I agree. And cities are basically saying, no more selling of animals, which I mean, is true because I mean, if we could literally, and I think, you know, it goes back to what is charity? You know, charity is it should not be a lifelong career, right? It should be solving the issue. So if we could just enable all these organizations to work together, because there's so much money donating to animal rescue, if, if they could all come together, no animal would ever be euthanized. So isn't it funny how efforts through media can actually catalyze cultural change? So what are you going to do for women through media, specifically through Women's Entrepreneurship Day? What type of awareness do you think the audience should have about women around the world who want to be entrepreneurs? Well, you know, you see it, right? Because I knew like to create the day, you would create the conversation. So you see now every, you know, every organization, every, every, you know, company now has women's initiatives, right? And that's what we're seeing every day is through all the different work that people are doing. You know, you, you see now more than ever the importance of women, right? Like you see, like even on Shark Tank, you know, there's days where they have more women than men. Right. And you see that, you know, different shows now that, you know, Reese Witherspoon's doing with her new company, you know, just showing how important women are in our society. So I think that every, you know, every little bit that everybody takes to understand why it's so important is the key to success. 
So what's next for you? So now that you have this, how are you going to push a Women's Entrepreneurship Day? What are you going to do to bring awareness to it? Uh, so what are we doing? I mean, we're doing a lot of stuff. It's really like a lot of fun stuff. So I'm, you know, again, I, you know, invest in impact. I'm part of four, uh, I'm an LP in four crypto funds. Um, my goal, you know, so I'm part of Block Tower. I'm part of Coin Fund. I'm proud, part of Perceptive Capital. I'm, you know, and I'm part of OP Crypto. And so I work really strongly about investing in women founders. I am also part of, I've also invested in about 20 startups uh, that are all about, you know, another company I'm in is called Bidversity. That's disrupting the trillions of dollars of government procurement to enable women to have more, uh, get government contracts. So like, every, you know, I'm also um, invested in Producers Market that is working on the largest regenerative farming project in the entire world. That's a pilot program in India with 6 million farmers that had a high suicide rate. And literally what they realized was the pesticides and fertilizers was literally causing this, like the damage to the land, the damage to the harvest. So the government, in a, in a partnership with the United Nations Environmental Program, they created an initiative called CBNF. And they're now, they've changed all these farmers to go to the old ancient Indian ways of fertilizing the land using manure, sugarcane, and urine, right? So now that suicide rate went way down and those women now are getting more for their harvest. And that's what, you know, and the company that I have invested in called Producers Market is enabling this marketplace to connect farmers directly to retailers so that they can earn more money. And of the farmers, 90% of those are women, right? They have one hectare of land, right? So I believe in investing in what you believe in, right? And that's, you know, so that's my goal in life. And that's what's making it. Wendy, you're, you're, you're the first crypto entrepreneur that I've met in a long time who's a female. It's not very It's not very common. I know, but I'm getting well, every day. Like I just had lunch with somebody, and this is like a huge, amazing woman. She's like this black woman hedge fund. She's you know super successful, New York City, and we spent the whole conversation about crypto and how this is literally in five years from now. Like goodbye, J.P. Morgan. Goodbye, you know all this stuff because it's true. Like if we don't embrace this, and I don't, you know, listen, I'm not technical and I'm not even, you know, I've never even balanced a checkbook, but I get it. I believe in this technology. I believe how this is going to change the world and bring gender equality and enable women to get farther advanced in this, in this economic world. That's really fascinating. So tell me a little bit about your personal life. What do you do when you're not, you know, changing the world, saving animals, promoting women and investing in cryptocurrency? Yeah. Uh, what do I do? I do yoga. I do. I try. I, I go to two new countries a year. I love life. I love learning. I, you know, every day I try to, you know, do something new. I, I love going to new restaurants. I love hanging with my dog and my friends. Am I? <laughs> <laughs> so how can we best? So how do we follow you? How do we follow you, Wendy? Well, I, you know, I literally am the worst at, you know, if you look me up, I had millions of followers and all that kind of stuff on Facebook. I didn't, you know, my stalker came in right when the Instagram thing happened. And, um, but you could follow me on social media. You'll see, you know, I can't remember what was the last thing I posted. Oh, I just posted something at, you know, you know, so, you know, I think it's, you know, you can follow me and you can learn about all the stuff I'm doing and you can see the companies I support 
And I'm always happy to meet anyone and help anyone with, you know, whatever they're doing, especially women founders. Well, Wendy Diamond, thank you for chasing me down on LinkedIn yeah, and making this happen. Like, it's been I a really- I things and I'm like, oh, you're so cute and you're so good at this. And I'm like, don't forget me. <laughs> well, I was, I'm really happy we made this happen. And, you know, please stay in touch and good luck in all your pursuits. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And celebrate Women's Entrepreneurship Day. And December 1st is Choose Women. Woohoo! Thanks to all of you for joining me for this episode of Follow the Profit. Wendy was a lot of fun and is someone who has really translated her reality TV career into initiating social change through cold, hard cash and investing in what she believes in. And as a reminder, she mentioned it several times during the interview, Women's Entrepreneurship Day is November 19th, so we hope you'll celebrate. And I'd like to thank my team of producers, Scott, Rob, Cheyenne, and everyone else who helps me make this show a reality every single week, including our executive producers, Debbie Myers and Newt Gingrich. I'm your host, David Grosso. If you're enjoying the show, give us five stars and leave us a review so that we can learn what the show is doing well and not doing so well. Follow the Profit is a production of Gingrich 360 and iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Gingrich 360 Network. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Let me run this by my lawyer is a really helpful phrase to have in your back pocket. Legal Shield has been giving legal peace of mind for over 50 years. They connect you to a vetted law firm in your state for an affordable monthly fee. Want an experienced set of eyes on a contract's fine print? Or you finally want to get that will done? Legal Shield has a dedicated group of lawyers who have your back, no matter what the future brings. Sign up today at LegalShield.com forward slash iHeart. PPLSI does not provide legal representation or advice. See a plan for complete terms. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union, a savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network. Network.
Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.